Ayan. Ayan na. Ito na guys. Ito na ang final hours ng PRRD administration. Ito na. Ito na. Bukas na guys. Magkakaroon na tayo ng bagong presidente. Bagong panahon ba? Tignan natin guys. So ito ha. Let's be fair. We have to have a proper accounting of anong nangyari over the past six years. Anong pecha na, anong ambag ng paalis na administration at saan tayo papunta. And then shortly, babalikan ko ulit itong issue ng Rizzo Antiveros and Lenny Robredo because marami mukhang nagre-react dito sa mga posts natin for good and not so good reasons. So let me clarify again that you know we're not trying to uh, you know say that one is better than the other. What we're saying that you know people can work together and learn from each other and that the opposition shouldn't be defined by a single individual, a single party, or a single team, that the democratic opposition has to go beyond uh, building any kind of a cult of personality of its own around a specific family, individual, etc. Yun ang point ko. Alright, so let's be very clear about that. So today, ah, ito na, seryoso na tayo. For a few days, I was supposed to talk about President Duterte, but we kept on pushing it down. Dahil nga, naisip ko siguro best yan sa final day and final hours of Duterte administration na lang natin pag-usapan yan. Alright? Okay. Now, first of all, going back to this, let me say, oh, by the way, salamat sa mga kameta na sumali sa atin. Thank you very much to our mites from around the world, from Australia, from New Zealand. Talagang bias talaga ako. Parati ko inuuna ako kayo. Hindi kasi yung oras niya eh, kayong two hours ahead or more. So, medyo thank you sa inyo ha, mga friends natin sa Brisbane, of course, friends natin sa California, Hawaii, walang masyado eh, grabe din time difference natin sa California, sa New York, sa East Coast, West Coast, of both US and Canada. Wala pa tayong masyadong friends sa mga kafuego from Latin America, tignan natin, baka naman, mamaya, mga Brazilian, Argentinian, Mexicanos, tayo mga kasama, thank you din sa mga friends natin dyan from Europe. Ito na guys, alam ko in, in the, I don't know, move on, move forward mode tayo. But guys, sabi na nga nila, di ba? Uh, oh, ito. I'm not gonna use the Santayana one na sobrang gasgas na. Going back to Plato, di ba? Going back to Plato, supposedly ito yung sinabi ni Socrates, hindi natin alam kung totoo yan or hindi. An unexamined life is not worth living. So the idea is that life is only meaningful or life is most meaningful Pag talagang inisip mo, ano bang ambag ko sa buhay? Ano bang nagawa ko? Bakit ko ginawa ito? Ano bang pwede kong gawin na mas maganda? Sino mga nasaktan ko? Anong pwede kong ayusin sa buhay? Anong mga magagandang bagay na gawa ko sa buhay? Bakit dapat kampante ako? Bakit dapat I am at ease? Or bakit dapat hindi at kailan ko bumawi sa universe? You know? So, you know, back in the day, the ancient philosophers called on us to examine our lives so that we can be the best version of ourselves. And the same thing applies, guys, pagdating dito sa ating politika. No? The same thing applies dito sa ating politika. If we want to understand saan tayo dapat pumunta bilang isang bayan, paano natin ayusin ang mga problema sa ating bayan, paano natin sukpuan itong problema ng korupsyon, ang, ang katrapuhan, di ba? paano tayo magiging first world country, di ba? or more politically correct term, how can we become a much more developed economy, no? Paano natin itaas yung Human Development Index natin? Kaya dyan guys, dapat maintindihan natin ano bang nangyari sa ating bansa, ano nangyari sa recent history at saan tayo pwedeng pumunta. And of course guys, try natin gawin yan in the fairest way possible. Now, right off the bat guys, etong sabihin natin, we never had a great president in this country. As simple as that. 
Let's just be honest about it. We never had a great president. Kaya nga tayo nasa ganitong kalagayan. Dahil at best we had good transitional leaders or well-intentioned leaders or initially well-intentioned leaders and then later on naging trapo leader. Kaya nga tayo nandito. Because kung titignan natin yung mga ating mga kapitbahay or yung mga bansa na successful today, they had at least one or two transformational leaders, great leaders, great presidents, great prime ministers, which made their country what they are today. No? So, pwede mo sabihin sa Korea, for instance, and when I say great, guys, great doesn't mean morally perfect and anghel. Hindi. Great in the sense that yung, yung, yung structurally na-transform yung kanilang bansa. No? So, in the U.S., for instance, and uh, one of my favorite guys, I mean, you can see already, right? This guy here, right? Abraham Lincoln, right? Abraham Lincoln was a great leader. Dahil he went again the con- against the convention of the era, he went, he risked his life, eventually was killed for that, by going against the institution of slavery that was a mockery of America's constitution and its claim to being a democracy. And dyan yan sa saligang batas ng America, na bawat tao may inalienable rights. Rights, di ba? Meron tayong inalienable rights. Uh, so, and the idea that someone who's dark skin is not treated the same way or is a slave is an abomination for any country that claims to be a democracy. Kaya nga si Abraham Lincoln, na-risk niya yung buhay niya para mawala itong institution ng slavery. It took a civil war to kind of move things in the right direction pero alam natin hanggang ngayon hindi pa naayos ang Amerika and doon pa rin yung legacy ng slavery and racism. Alam natin yan, tayo mga Asyano, mga tao na hindi puti na pumunta sa Amerika, naranasan po natin ang diskriminasyon, iba't ibang klase ng diskriminasyon. Alam po natin yan. At itong problema ay parang lumala pa sa recent years. Anti-Asian racism, andun pa rin yung, uh, you know, kaya nga may Black Lives Matter because of abuse against African Americans, especially male African Americans. So, itong sinasabi. But nonetheless, Abraham Lincoln was a great leader. In his time, he only had how many years, guys? Four, five years in power? In that four to five years, he changed the direction of his country, right? Transformational leader. I can also talk about the two Roosevelt's. Uh, Theodore Roosevelt to introduce uh, anti-monopolistic practices, uh, anti-monopolistic laws. Okay, na breakdown niya yung octopus ng Standard Oil, ito yung, uh, ito yung mother of all big oil companies. Ito yung Rockefeller, Rockefeller, the first Rockefeller. I can talk about FDR, the other Roosevelt, a distant relative, no, uh, who came with the New Deal and created a modern welfare state for Americans and helped to create uh, a middle class and help America to, to defeat uh, Nazi Germany and Imperial Japan. So I can go on and on and talk about these great leaders uh, in America. We can talk about also great leaders in other countries. In Germany, for instance, I can think about, not very democratic, but someone who made Germany the power that it became by the end of the 19th century, Otto von Bismarck. Otto von Bismarck is the ultimate centrist, right? A guy who would pick up ideas from right and left. And Otto von Bismarck is the reason why we have a pension system nowadays. It's the reason why we have the rudimentary ideas of pension, of, 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 of uh, social welfare system, etc., but Otto von Bismarck was not a progressive Democrat. He had an aristocratic background. Hindi naman yung ka. But, uh, so he was not a progressive guy, but at the same time, he brought a lot of progress. And he was a very decisive guy. Kaya he was able to bring Prussia together and make Prussia a massive force in, in Europe uh, after spending centuries on the sidelines of European politics. And if you look at Angela Merkel, 
Angela Merkel, uh, the latest great leader that Germany produced. I think she has also learned a lot from Bismarck, but of course, giving it a much more modern 21st century twist. This kind of a proactive, centrist, unifying leader. Unity. <laughs> Totoo, si Bismarck literally nag-unify ng mga Germanic people, right? By beating the Austrians, etc. Um, and also beating the French later on, including Napoleon III. Now, I can go on and on. I mean, in Korea, of course, it's a kind of contentious issue because on one hand, you have had a number of very good democratic leaders uh, in recent decades no, that na contribute to democratization of bansa nila and bring human rights and democracy. At the same time, guys, there uh, silang dictator in the person of Park Chung-hee, whose daughter, Park Yung-hee, became the leader of Korea not long ago and impeached, of course. And, and Park Chung-hee was assassinated uh, by some of his aides. Uh, you know, Park Chung-hee was a brutal dictator. At the same time, Park Chung-hee also contributed to the emergence of all of these conglomerates, Hyundai, Samsung, all of them. Bakit sila ganun kagrabe? Because Park Chung-hee forced their trapos, their oligarchs, to become electronic manufacturing giants. Kumbaga, parang, parang tinutuhan sila, umayos kayo, huwag kayo magkatrapuhan, gawa kayo ng world-class electronics, etc. Susuportahan ko kayo, pero kung hindi kayo maayos, palpak kayo, tatanggalin ko kaya. So, so the chables that we see today, Hyundai, Samsung, etc., these are the winners of a very Darwinian struggle among all of these oligarchs that Park Chung-hee forced to become massive manufacturing uh, industries and also the engine of economic growth of South Korea. So if you look at it, South Korea and the Philippines, halos ka-level tayo up until early 1960s. By the 1980s and 90s, nagpag-iwanan tayo ng malayo. Malayo-malayo ng Korea by that time, right? And they were already starting to create their first cars, yung Kia Pride car, remember that? Na pinagtatawanan dati, and now look at Korean cars, nasaan sila. So I, go, I can go on and on and on about a lot of great leaders. Again, great doesn't mean angelic or walang bisho or walang ganon, but people who were transformational. So in Singapore, they have Lee Kuan Yew. In China, they got Xi Jinping. I'm sorry, Xi Jinping. Deng Xiaoping. <laughs> they got Deng Xiaoping. In Malaysia, you can say Mahathir. Again, huh? they could be... Uh, in Thailand, I would say Taksin, despite being a populist and creating a lot of mess, he also helped the country to develop its rural areas. So, I mean, I can go on and on and on and name a lot of these leaders. And then they're like fake great leaders. Pag-great lang yung pala, ano lang, kapalpakan lang, sugut-sugut sa kapitbahay, yung pala talong-talo sila ngayon, sanction yung bansa nila. Yan, may marami rin mga fake or megalomaniac kinds. But let's be honest, I, we never had that kind of leaders. Kaya nga, never tayo nagkaroon ng global industries uh, na talagang... I mean, we could have had that, guys. We could have had that. We're not even Thailand or Vietnam. I mean, Thailand is the seat of... It's like the Detroit of Asia. Dito ginag... Alam mo yung mga pagbumili ka ng siguro mga kotse na Toyota, Honda, etc. Marami dyan, gawa lang sa Thailand yan. Hindi naman sa Japan yan, eh. Or ngayon, bili ka ng mga damit, etc. Purong Vietnam ngayon yan. But yung mga super branded... We never had the kind of great leadership. That's why, kahit mga kat- katabi lang natin sa Southeast Asia, medyo napag-iwanan tayo, di ba? So, so, let me be very clear about that. Yung issues about extrajudicial killings, issues about corruption, matagal na yan, guys, sa ating bansa. The question is, kanino lumala? Kanino naging mas grabe? At sino naman nag-effort naman para ayusin ng konti? So, I don't buy this kind of debates whereby, oh, yung presidente ko, angel, yung presidente mo, demonyo. Ayoko nang ganun, guys. Kasi let's be honest, we never had great leaders, great presidents. Kaya nga nandito tayo. We have had great thinkers, 
We have had great uh, revolutionaries. We have had great scientists, teachers, great citizens. That's true. But for some reason, wala. Pinatay si uh, Padre Borgos. Pinatay si Jose Rizal. Di ba? I mean, wala rin. We were deprived of those great... Pinatay si General Luna. Di ba? So, wala. Na-deprived talaga tayo ng great leaders. And some would say maybe Manuel Quezon. Manolo Quezon could have been a great leader if Second World War didn't happen. Probably... And if he didn't have an untimely death, no. So, siguro if Manuel Quezon, there was no Second World War, he took charge. He could have been kind of like our version of Jawaharlal Nehru, who was the kind of the grand prime minister of India in its initial decades of emancipation of independence. So, let's just be honest about it, guys. Kaya sa mga ipapataas mo yung, yung gusto mong presidente, tapos ibababa mo yung isa para lang gumanda yung isa, let's be honest, all of them nandito, right? We never had leaders who are here. Right? We never had that. But, does that mean that forever tayo dapat ganun? Hindi. Kasi kaya nga, kung na-examine natin na mabuti, ano yung kakulangan ng mga dating presidente at dating leaders natin? At saan naman sila naging tama? Perhaps in the future, we can elect leaders who can become truly great. Right? And on the incoming president, let's see. Let's see. As I said, I'm keeping an open mind, but at the same time, wide open eyes, right? So if there are, my, if there are good things, I'm going to credit it. If we're going to point it out, right? But speaking about this, so let me first provide that preface. Uh, kasi ayoko yung pag-usapan lang si President Duterte, tapos automatical assumption, either he's great or he's, he's ter- terrible. Ayoko nang ganun. Kasi parang for me, it's important you contextualize. Saan naging presidente si Paolo Duterte? When President Duterte came into power, the Philippines was a mixed bag, right? So on one hand, the economy was doing better, right? 6%, 7% growth rates. Good. On the other hand, hindi naman inclusive yung development. 40 richest families taking home 76% of newly created growth. Data yan ng World Bank. Uh, yes, there was some good governance reforms, some emphasis on um, uh, transparency, accountability. Pero actually, yung sitwasyon ng dynasty ay lumala. So in 1987, 60% of our Philippine Congress and all were dominated by political dynasties. By 2013, the number was 82-83%. I know all of these numbers kasi pinag-aralan ko yan. At shocking yung mga numbers yan when you keep in mind, right? Uh-oh. So that is the context we're talking about. At the same time, yes, my economic growth. Pero kamusta naman ang infrastruktura natin, di ba? Yes, in fairness, there were efforts by the previous Aquino administration to clean up the system after all the scandals and NBNZT and all of that. At the same time, the infrastructure development didn't start on time. Kaya nga pangalong detective won in 2016 because many people were saying, ito na to, we want more, we want something different and all. And then, biglang pinasok ni pangalong detective yung drug war, etc. Ayan, ayan na. Biglang ganun. So, let, let us be uh, fair by, first of all, setting the context. Kasi parang kunyari yan. Parang kunyari, guys, mag-analyze kayo ng isang basketball player or football player. You cannot just analyze the football player basketball player by forgetting saan siya pumasok, anong circumstances, anong league siya. Diba? First, itong debate ng Messi versus Ronaldo. Like, okay, let's say Messi probably is greatest if you just look at this, how he played in Barcelona. But Ronaldo has won best player and, and cops in multiple uh, leagues in Italy, in Spain, in England, whatever, right? You know what I'm saying? So, so which one are you going to look at? You have to also look at the context, right? So, that's the point dito, guys. So, anyway, 
I'm not gonna repeat what I've done, but I've written essentially the context of President Duterte is coming to power dito sa libro natin, alright? So, this is Palgrave, hindi yung gawa lang na sa tabi-tabi, alright? So, if you wanna understand how I understand President Duterte's uh, rise to power, please, you know, look at naman yung mga sinisulat natin. Medyo effort naman kayo. Hindi naman lahat pwede kibigay lang dito sa meta sa inyo. So, let's keep that in mind, guys. Na, may konteksto. Hindi naman out of nowhere, eh. ba? Out of nowhere. I think if President Duterte ran in 2010, he wouldn't have been the president. If he ran in, I don't know, 1998, I don't think he would be the president. 2016 talaga, he was the man for that year because suddenly you had this explosion of systemic, uh, systemic na to, ah, hindi lang anti-administration, but systemic frustration. Na parang, is this the best we can get out of the post-Marcos regime? Because as I say, God bless his soul, I think the late President Aquino was a really, uh, I would say, commendable transitional leader. But similar to Ramos, he didn't end on the best note. For instance, you had the Laglag Bala situation, the horrible situation with traffic and APEC. You had the Mama Sapano, uh, uh, you know, uh, catastrophe and the aftermath of that. And then the growth was not inclusive. And, you know, sometimes you want to hear mea culpa. Nasabihin mo, we tried our best. Sorry na lang nagkakulang. But, you know, I mean... Anyway, God bless his soul. I, I know both President Ramos and I can did a great job in terms of bringing back the reform agenda in. Klarong kalara at the same time. Ang taong bayan wanted something more transformation. They wanted radical transformation of the system. And hence, President Duterte came to power in 2016. Now, the question is, how do we assess President Duterte's legacy? Now, obviously, as they say, history will judge President Duterte or like ICC will judge President Duterte. I don't know. na kayo. Let's see what will happen kung magka-ICC and all. But let's try to be fair and look at the good and the bad and ugly. Um, let me first start with, quote-unquote, the good, right? I got this, of course, from the title of uh, yung movie nila, Clint Eastwood. The good, the bad, and the ugly. Because I don't buy this idea na my president ay na perfectly bad and perfectly good. Even with Marcos Sr., he had some good intentions. Yung bagong lipunan na gusto mangyari was much more egalitarian than the dysfunctional oligarchy that he was trying to replace. But of course, we know what happened, unfortunately, how they take it. But ibang usapan niyan. For now, let's just focus on President Duterte, guys. Dito lang muna tayo focus, ha? Dito lang tayo focus. Okay. So, let's start with the quote-unquote good. Let me put it this way. My favorite part with the Duterte administration is this. I, I felt he's the first president in recent memory who was genuinely committed to making the situation better for our Muslim brothers and sisters. We saw that during his meeting, the Avanza, when he explained to, uh, to, to, to his supporters and all that when Muslims chant certain words, it's in praise of the Lord and that we, sh we, should, we should show respect for that. And, tell, and I'll tell you guys, for me, that was a very, very progressive and brave move. And kudos to President Duterte for that. And in fairness to President Duterte, he continued that. Mamaya na tayo sa Marawi, yung post-Marawi reconstruction, ibang usapan yan. Please, okay guys, let's be fair. And in fairness to Paolo Duterte, he was the only candidate I remember in 2016 who said na itutuloy niya itong peace process uh, uh, at saka itong barm plants na, uh, na fell into pieces after the mamasapan. Right? So in fairness to President Aquino, 2012, there was a deal with MILF and then we were moving towards creating peace and then the mamasapan happened. So, but in 2016, while many of the other candidates were getting into this almost xenophobic uh, you know, rhetoric against our brothers and sisters in Mindanao, President Duterte stood there and said, no, no, kapatid natin, mga, at, kapatid natin sila, 
uh, they deserve redress and for historical injustices. For me, for me, kudos to you, President Duterte. That was a sincere move. You expended political capital. You used your, um, your bully pulpit for the good cause because we can never be a full uh, nation if part of our population doesn't feel they belong or they don't get redressed for historical injustices. Now, I'm not going to get into this long discussion about ano nangyari sa Mindanao, you know, the disposition of land as, uh, of our, our Muslim brothers and sisters. But in fairness to President Duterte, he continued the good process that started with Cory, with Ramos, and then it reached a very promising point with Aquino, that 2012, 2011, 2012, that peace negotiations with MILF, and then President Duterte continued that. And then we had the referendum. I called the referendum for BARM, no? Yung Bangsamoro Autonomous Region, no? As the highest, the, 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 the finest hour of President Duterte's term. And for me, guys, that was huge. That was huge. Kaya marami ako na-meet ng mga kapatid natin na mga Muslim, mga kapatid natin na uh, galing sa ibang bansa, yung mga Malaysia, Indonesia, mga kapatid natin dito na Muslim. Tuwan-tuwa sila kay Tatay Digong because finally they felt there is a president there who understands them. Again, as I said, there are huge concerns with how the Marawi operation was conducted. Uh, had, did, did the Marawi you know, situation have to happen to begin with? Was the intelligence properly acted upon? We can debate about that. The reconstruction of Marawi, yes. Malaking problema yan. Andun po tayo sa Marawi ni 2019. Nakausap po natin mga komunidad on the ground. Naintindihan ko po yung frustration na ating mga kapatid. At the same time, guys, in fairness to President Duterte, he was genuine. And I think he has been genuine and sincere in making sure now ating mga kapatid na Muslim get a fair share of recognition and respect from the highest levels in ways that perhaps they didn't get in the past, right? So for me, guys, you have to give credit to President Duterte for that. You have to give him credit. I think that was a brave move. And, I've, and I sincerely hope in the hearts of my heart... Um, that, that the next presidents will continue the good efforts of recent presidents on the Bangsamora picture. Because guys, kung hindi natin ayusin itong problema ng insurgency, uh, that secession, at conflict, and violence, and extremism, kawawa ang buong Pilipinas. Kawawa ang buong Pilipinas. Forever na tayo bogged down sa domestic conflict, hindi natin ma matugunan yung mga problema ng ating bansa pagdating sa ating karagatan, pagdating sa West Philippine Sea, you know, external security. Kaya nga napakahina yung military natin kasi for the past 50 years, purong domestic insurgency lang focus. We have to focus in, in, uh, externally. We have to focus on Air Force, on Navy, etc. Which brings me to the second point. Again, in fairness to President Duterte, in fairness to President Duterte, he continued the efforts, yung AFP Modernization, Revised AFP Modernization Act ni Paolo Aquino, which started essentially 2012. Paolo Aquino, hindi lang salita, nag-invest siya ng billion dollars in that. We got the FA-50 fighters under Aquino, so wag tayo credit grabbing and bastusan. But President Duterte's administration continued that. Kaya nga, meron na tayong mga bagong frigates. Sana soon, magkaroon tayo ng fourth-generation fighters. We just signed an agreement with our... our our allies in Korea to get new advanced frigates, pang Samsung yan eh. Samsung, I, sorry, Hyundai, di ba? Hyundai, parang Hyundai defense industry wing nila. So many good things have happened on that front, guys, too. And we're also developing our domestic defense industry. I think that's really, really good. And I'll tell you guys, I'll tell you guys, ito ah, ito ah, ito, ito, ito ah. May point naman si Paolo Duterte, masyado tayong dependent talaga sa America over the past hundred years. Let's be honest about it, guys. I mean, 
things that you hear from our ex-presidents about America as our protector and savior and all of that. Are you kidding me? Dapat, eh, kaya nga hindi tayo, eh, tinalo nga natin mga Espanyol. Basahin nyo itong book ni Nick Joaquin. Talong-talo na ni Aguinaldo, yung Battle of Manila, 1898. Diba talo? Eh, biglang mga Amerikano pumasok, kinuha yung ano sa atin. They, they took not only the initiative, they essentially took Manila. That was supposed to be ours. We defeated the Spaniards, right? And many horrible things happened. So if you, for instance, read the book Rampage, no? it's written by an American historian. My goodness, 100,000 may have been killed during the liberation of Manila. Kasi bomba ng bomba, th- tens of thousands of artillery shells will drop on Manila. Bakit top three most devastated Manila in the world? So... I can go on and on and on and say like, talagang malaki problema natin itong over-dependence on America at masyado naman whitewashed, parang as if nothing bad happened in the past, as if hindi na wala yung revolution natin dahil sa kanila, hindi tayo na-colonize. Well, we were a colony. Let's be, and during colonial times, things happened. And we, we shouldn't just forget it and just focus on the Spanish time. So in a sense, I actually appreciated President Duterte calling for a kind of a reformulation of our approach to international politics. But... But this is where things get interesting, which brings me to the other things, right? Which me, but, but before I go there, let me also say another good thing. But, okay, fine, I'll discuss. But it didn't, doesn't mean naman na dress dependent is America, talon naman tayo dun sa kabila. Hindi, hindi naman independent yan. Parang ano lang, nagpalit ka lang ng jowa, tapos yung isang jowa mo parang mas malalapat dun sa isa. Guess what? It doesn't work that way, okay? Eh, itong jowa mo, medyo umayos na nga sa buhay, tapos, eh, nako. Um... Now, the other thing I really also appreciate under Duterte administration, again, administration lang, hindi lang presidency, is the infrastructure development. I mean, yes, that's true na base sa DPWH data, marami pang infrastructure projects na hindi natapos. You want the numbers? I've already written then I can forward you the articles. Uh, so, probably, you know, ang daming mga 70 pang natira na hindi pa natapos. Ang daming pang hindi natapos eh. But at least some things got finished. Start... Yung mga iba na sinimulan ni President Aquino, God bless his soul, tinatapos or tinapos under Duterte, and then may ibang bago tinatapos or matatapos next year. And you know, our infrastructure spending doubled under President Duterte. You know, for the first time in a long time, we're finally investing, you know, focusing on capital outlay and infrastructure investment. Guys, good yan, good yan. I mean, pupunta ka sa mga probinsya ngayon, guys. May mga new bridges, new roads, etc. Growth has been been dispersing across the country. So, you have to be fair about that, guys. Now, so, I, again, there's some... Okay. And let me also tell you this. Having a president that doesn't come from those big, I don't know, families, elite and all... Yes, I mean, Duterte, of course, has his own... He's the elite in Davao. But in terms of Imperial Manila elite or Luzon elite or national elite, someone from the outside coming in makes you think, Maybe it's doable. In the future, we can have someone way better also from the outside becoming our next president, right? So in a way, it also opened up the space. But now let's go to the not-so-good part. Again, so as I mentioned a while ago, as I said, it's one thing to call for independence from America. It's another thing to suddenly go and say, I love China, Putin is my idol, yung mga ganon. And then, nakita natin, may pagka-neophyte talaga. May pagka-rookie hour na naman tayo, amateur hour na parang puro mga... Oh, yung 24 billion na, na, na promise sa atin nila, ano? Oh, nasaan na? Nasaan na yung mga infrastructure project ng ano? I see Japan. I see Korea probably. I, but where were the big ticket Chinese infrastructure investment? Show me. Show me. 
Not, not yung mga bridge lang sa Pasig na inayos, tapos purong Chinese company lang gumawa nun. Yung tipong four lanes, tapos two lanes, tapos four. Hindi yung mga ganun. Yung totoong billion dollar high, big ticket infrastructure investment. Nasaan? Nasaan? Show me. Show me nga. Kaya nga sabi ko, parang pledge trap ang nangyari. Hindi death trap eh. Pangako, pangako si Tatan. Oh, love ko kayo. Di na hindi ko na ano arbitration award. Awahin ko na Amerika. Tapos wala. Ayan tayo eh. Tapos of course, Today, nalaman natin yung sitwasyon sa Rappler, yung sitwasyon sa ABS-CBN, etc. I mean, again, I am not gonna take a legal stance on the issues because I'm not privy to the legal debates, etc. But ito, ito, di ba, may mga, meron ako nakitang meme na ganito, na parang, let's be honest, at, or at least internationally, guys, they, they're looking at the Philippines and they're not very impressed. They're looking like, what kind? Like, ano yun? Right and left, right and left. And then meron kang mga troll armies, all this disinformation, yung mga, meron ka pang yung mga, ano, Whew, meron ka pang best in the solar system. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, pababa. Spaghetti pababa ang nangyari sa politika natin in terms of political discourse. Saan tayo papunta na ito? Diba? Tapos may jingping, ano, ito, ito. This is in the time of Duterte talaga. Ito talaga guys, ito talaga winner talaga itong solar system eh. Number 5 si Abe na hindi naman presidente, then Jinping at 85%, then Putin, then Obama, and then Tatay. Breaking news, NASA experts Duterte as the best president in the solar system. Eh no? Eh no? Ayan, tayo eh. Paano naman tayo magkaroon ng matinang... Usapan, eh, kung ganyan ang leb, kanya ang mga nagba-viral. Akala ko nga satar yan, yung pala. <laughs> na naman tayo eh. Okay. Um, hi. Tapos yung, minsan hindi mo alam kung yung dignity ng office. Minsan, alam mo kung anong oras na, 12 p- eh, mag-midnight na, wala pa yung speech. Tapos minsan sobrang delayed yung response. Tapos mami, pag may response, overreaction naman. Kunyari, pandemic. Ayaw mag-travel ban. Ayaw mag-ganon nung una. Ang sobrang delay. Ah, huwag natin hurting feelings ng ganito. Then, bigla nung nag-respond, sobrang tagal yung lockdown. Tuloy yung economy natin, 10%, uh, 5 quarters of recession, almost 10% GDP contraction in 2020. Habang yung kapit-pahin natin, nag-grow pa sila. Like, the other worst affected were like 3% contraction in Indonesia. So, yung mga medyo bara-bara style, right? Uh, which brings me to the third level. And this is where the bara-bara, I think, has been at its worst. I mean, if you look at the, my goodness, the war on drugs situation. I mean, ewan ko sa inyo, but... Saan yung mga big fish? Sino yung pinaka-big fish? I mean, ano bang definition ng big fish? Itong, I mean, how can you say we're safer kung may thousands of unexplained uh, homicides under investigations? Parang, yes, bumaba siguro yung snatcher... Pero tumas naman yung homicide rates. How does it make your country safer? I mean, like, it doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense, di ba? And paano naman natin na, um, alam na talagang criminal yung mga naklip? Eh, alam naman natin marami rin mga kalokohan nangyari doon sana, di ba? Oh, ayan tayo, ayan tayo, ayan tayo. Eh. Si Paolo, Duterte mismo, yung mamin na yung kanyang drug war. Ah, sabi, 3 to 6 months, 3 to 6 months, ayan na tayo. I mean... Nasaan galing yung data? I mean, show to me. I mean, ito ha. Oh, Manila Times ba yung ano, kinu-quote ko? Oh, ito, ito. Si Pangang Duterte mismo ha, nagsabi, Duterte, drug war failed. Siya mismo nagsabi yan. Oh, 
Ayaw ko na magsalita. Bahala kayo dyan. Oh, Manila Times yung ginukot ko. Hindi rappler, hindi yan. Siya mismo nagsabi, oh. Ayan tayo, eh. Kasi bara-bara, guys, eh. And then yung situation with Senator Dalima, grabe naman, di ba? So, you know, honestly, this is my thing, eh. You know, President Duterte is very popular. I think genuinely very popular. So I'm not gonna say, oh, bakit yung Google Trends, ganyan. Hindi, hindi ako ganyan. I think President Duterte is genuinely popular because I think he's a master of performative populism. Napakahusay ni Tatay Digong in communicating vulnerability, in projecting a compassionate leadership, of being relatable, of humor. Okay, ganito guys ah. Feeling ko ako hindi si Duterte naging presidente, hindi ako maging meta style na ganun. I mean, let's be honest. Humor... In this case, very dark and macabre humor is a very powerful political element. It's a very powerful. Kaya na-realize ko nga, no, kailangan mo talaga ng humor. Eh? Kasi kung seryoso ka lang ng ganun, people will just tune out. You have to have some humor and some conviction together. And with President Duterte, kasi may humor siya eh. It's very dark. It's very on PC. Sometimes it's like, oh my goodness, what did he just say? Like, what? It works. Eh? It politically works. Tapos yung doll, tapos ang dami mga Dolomite-style ano, projects para may magka-email defect. Ganda sa pakiramdam. Pero kung you scratch the surface, may sense ba tong project? Sustainable ba to? Sana naman ginasa sa mangrove. Ganun. Pero marami siyang ganun eh. Tapos ang dami mga vloggers, ganun, pinapakita mo. Tapos yung pala, project pala ni Aquino yan. Yung pala, project. Yung pala, hindi pala sa Pilipinas yan, sa ibang bansa yan. Yung pala, ano lang yan, blueprint lang yan. Pero performative eh. Performative. Kaya nga, going back to the issue of opposition, the opposition has to learn some... Eh, di ba sabi ni Sun Tzu nga eh, di ba? If you know yourself and you know your enemy, you can win more battles than, 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 than not, di ba? So, you have to learn about your rival, right? And, and, and to just dismiss President Duterte as just, oh, he's just horrible, period, ganon. You're never gonna grow. So yung opposition talaga has to observe and analyze President Duterte. Has to read books. All of these books about President Duterte na hindi lang hater lang, pero talagang systematic examination. Yung ating kaibigan na si Vicente Rafael, yung historian, historiador natin kaibigan from University of Washington has written a very interesting new book on, on, on him that analyzes discursive analysis, psychological analysis, my Foucault, my postcolonial theory. Kaya ganun guys. Mahusay talaga si tatay Hindi ko mag-relate talaga sa tao eh Alam mo naalala ko nung after election Meron ako interview With Bloomberg yan Ito ah, parang Day ko 7am ng election day Pumunta ako dun sa presinto uh, BBC interview All day until 4am Natapos ako GMA Then BBC And then gumisa ako na 10am Pumunta sa Bloomberg Grabe wala akong tulog nun Anyway Pagkatapos ng interview ko, siyempre, windang ka kasi antok ka, di ba? Di ba? Alam mo yung pag-antok kayo, parang windang ka. So, nangikichismis lang ako sa mga tao dyan, di ba? Sir, ganyan, ganyan. Ito sabi nung isa, yung isa na go-work doon. Okay, hindi ko sasabihin sino at saan yan. Ah. Sabi niya, alam mo sir, binoto ko si Marcos eh. Pero sa totoo lang, mas feel ko si Tatay Digong. Kasi mas nakaka-relate siya. Eh, yung mga ganun, di ba? May mga ganun ako marinig, guys. And for a moment, put judgment aside. Don't judge people when they tell you these things. They open up to you. Because, you know, and try to understand bakit. Why is President Duterte very relatable? I think the humor is a big thing. I think yung, he communicating his vulnerability. Alam mo, naalala ko, guys, yung, yung sa isa sa mga midnight speeches. Believe me, I really watch his 
speeches and all. Believe me, I had to do that trabaho ko to eh. Yung isang time, ito yung kasagsagan ng pandemic eh. Parang third quarter na to ng 2020. Tapos nagkumagana si Pano Duterte. Hindi ko alam ang gagawin ko. Hindi ko alam kung may pera. I mean, alam mo yung may ganun siya? Yung parang he'll show you na nahihirapan siya. Ganun na. Now, you can dismiss it and say, ah, arte lang yan. Daming arte, ganun. But, you know, it works eh. It works eh. When a leader shows vulnerability, when a leader shows, quote-unquote, humanity, when a leader says, hindi ko alam kung kaya ko to, when a leader says, hindi ako perfecto, baka mali akong ganun. It works eh. It works eh. Again ha, <clears throat> ibang usapan kung talang competency tatay. As I said, the response was delayed and then overreaction. Kaya nga the economic contraction was so bad. You don't believe me? Look at the IMF data. Look at the International Monetary Fund data. I'll show it to you. No problem about it. You know what? I'll show it to you now. Everything we say here is backed up by data, guys. Kaya, bahala kayo sa buhay niyo. If you are just looking for a blogger to just uh, affirm your biases and all, Get out. I don't need you here. We're here to have proper conversation based on that. And look at it. I'm fair. I'm going to criticize. I criticized the opposition the other day lang. And this time, we're going to criticize. Uh, I mean, critique pala. Not criticize. Critique. Meaning, you see good and the bad. All right? Ito, IMF. Economic scarring. Wait lang. Dalal natin. Napagod ako. Pahinga lang ako. Kailangan ko na intermission. Popost ko yan ba mo nga? Lahat yan guys, kasi pinag-aralan natin yan. Hindi naman tayo basta-basta lang yan. Nasaan yan? Ito yata yan ha? Oh, ito ha. Uh, ito, 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 ito. Ito ha. Long-term economic scarring. Sining number one? Philippines. See, this is in the world, no? Number two is India. Number three is Argentina. Number four is Mexico. Nandiyan na naman yung mga kafuego natin. Eh, no? Ayun yung data dito. Ipopost ko dyan. Oh, bakit yung Philippines ang most affected in the world? According dito sa IMF data na yan, in terms of loss, productivity, and growth potential. Oh, di ba? Eh, kung best data in the world, dapat di ganyan, di ba? So, at same, be fair, hindi naman niya kasalanan yung pandemic. At the same time, sana naman the management could have been better. No, but my point is, politics kasi, guys, is not only technocratic competence, hindi lang CV eh. Politics is charisma. Politics is performativity. Laling panon ngayon. Politics is about perception management. Politics is about being relatable, compassion, understanding, or at least that's the people's perception of you. Part kasi leadership, guys, hindi lang IQ yan eh. Hindi lang braso yan. Hindi lang siga-siga yan eh. EQ din yan eh. Yung nababasa mo yung crowd. You know when I realized when President Duterte has really political EQ, naalala ko yung isang speech niya sa Malacanang. Parang hindi, completely hindi related doon sa event. Parang ano, puro na, parang ito yung event. Sabi natin, kunyari event is about opening a mall. And then pupunta siya, then he'll talk about uh, you know, Viagra, whatever, right? Parang, what? Which is what exactly he did. Nag-Viagra discussion siya doon sa Makati Business Club noon. First time ko nakita si Paul Duterte, March 2016. <laughs> Tapos mamaya kung ano ang pinag-usapan, Viagra, ganun, Giera, ganun. Anyway. Napansin ko sa kanya, ganyan style niya. Pag nakita niya bored yung audience, bigla siya magmumura. Biglang tawanan na lahat, back ulit, may attention span na naman yung mga tao. He reads the audience eh. He reads the audience. Talagang instinctive yung populism sa kanya. So what do you do? You don't hate him for it. You learn from it. You observe it. You analyze it. Kaya kung ikaw yung opposition, ayaw mo kay Tay Digong, try to understand bakit siya sobrang appealing sa tao. 
Because yes, okay, it's true. Fear is a big factor. Of course, sa dami mga <laughs> violence na nangyari, yung ginawa sa mga iba't ibang state. Fear is a factor, sure. But to say it's just fear, you miss the point. Eh. There is also charm. Eh. You can say dark charm. There's charisma. Eh. You can question it and say it's darker, but it, it's there. Eh. So you have to analyze it. At, so, you see, six years ko na na-analyze ipong. And more than six years, actually. Eh. 2015 pa lang, September, ganun, may interview kami ni Tito Boyabunda. Sabi mo, dark horse yan si Digong. My chance. Ayan, nanalo tuloy. So since then, ina-analyze ko siya. More than six years ko na ina-analyze si Tatay Digong. Magsi seven years na eh. So for seven years, I've analyzed this guy, right? All angles and all. The good, the bad, the ugly, the unknown, the known, the unknown, unknown, the known, unknown. Alam mo nga na yung for known, known, unknown, known, known, unknown, unknown, unknown. Lahat yung ginawa ko niyan. Lahat ginawa ko niya, guys. Kaya nga prepared na prepared ako dito sa parating na eh. Kasi wala eh. Talang ginawa natin lahat yan. So, but you know, ako kasi, itong concern ko. Let me end on this point. I think populists raise very good questions. I think President Duterte has raised some very good questions about dysfunctions of our democracy, uh, limitations of reformism, of padisente lang, pero hindi naman ano. I mean, but I'm not sure the answers he provided are really long-term sustainable and effective, or at least some of the things that he, he has done. I mean, the infra one, I like it. I like the infrastructure one. The Bangsamora one, I like it. The diversification of foreign policy, I like it. I'll be honest about it. I like it. But the rule of law situation, this just randomly attacking an oligarch, tapos yung pala, may ibang oligarch na pala mag-replace na. Anong klaseng ano yan, di ba? So, my fear is populism in the Philippines, not only President Duterte, but populism, all manifestations of populism, ito yung common effect nila eh. Bonfire of, not vanities only, but bonfire of institutions. Ang pinaka-worry ko sa Pilipinas is nasisira yung mga institution natin. Instead of building the institutions, we're undermining them because they're not performing enough, right? But the solution is not undermining them. The solution is strengthening them, strengthening the judicial institutions, pushing for higher standards of journalism, pushing for higher education levels, right? So, yun na yung problema natin. We try to reinvent the wheel over and over again. When the wheel is not working, yun pala, kailangan mo lang lagay mo ng era yung wheel. Or uh, innovate the wheel to make it more effective in different weather conditions. But no eh. Let's just go and then make a new wheel. So, and as I said, if there's one word that defines President Duterte's term in office, interregnum. Remember classroom, pinag-usapan natin, interregnum. What is interregnum is this, this moment of transition whereby you're not sure what will come next. Like the old order is dying, but the new one is yet to be born. And that is where papasok ang mga Marcoses. Because I think another big legacy of President Duterte is the full rehabilitation of the Marcoses. And not only rehabilitation, but their return in quote-unquote style, as Aimee put it. And now, they'll be back in Malacanang very, very soon in the coming hours. right? So that will be one of the biggest legacies of President Duterte. The return of the Marcoses to Malacanang, right? If not for President Duterte's Attacks on liberals, on the opposition, attack on democracy, etc. I'm talking liberal democracy. If not for burying of the former uh, strongman's remains in the Cemetery of National Heroes, for, if not for the alliance with the Marcos, I don't think this would have happened. If not for Sara running as vice president of Marcos and not running as the president. So, so, 
So yun guys, yes, his legacy is not either or. The legacy is multifaceted because the president, because Duterte is really a unique president. You can say uniquely bad, uniquely good, whatever, but he has been uniquely disruptive. Sometimes disruption is good, sometimes it's really bad. And what we try to do in our discussion today is to look at the good, the bad, and the ugly. I also want to end on this note because we'll start to discuss this also more. Kanina pa I'll end on this note. Parang, I am on my way to end my conversation. Mga ganun. Ito yung mga style ng mga dating presidente. Mga six hours sila mag-talk. Medyo sorry, old school ako in that sense. No, ito rin na. I think people also have misunderstood me when sometimes I kind of criticize the opposition and all. Like, but this, is, this doesn't come like, I'm not being mean and all. Like, but my point is, you have to level up. You have to learn from your rivals, from your enemies even, right? You have to learn because that, that, if you want to win over the hearts and minds of the people, you have to understand what ticks them. And Duterte kind of understood that. Kaya nga napaka-popular anak din niya. Napaka-kaya nanali mga Marcoses. Kasi they understood something eh. And I think it's also important that the opposition will prepare from now on pa lang. Na hindi nila hintayin yung 2028 or yung bagong saligang batas. Bago sila maggumawa ng moves. Huwag naman... Hindi naman, pwede naman nanalo ka kung last, ano lang, <laughs> last two months lang, election lang, biglang nag, it doesn't work that way. Dapat ngayon pa lang mag-prepare na sila. And that's why I said, siguro the way forward also for the opposition is mag-tag-team na sila, combining the best elements of progressive uh, activism and all that Rezone Diverse, I think, represents, and also the kind of a more, more, uh, more uh, mainstream reformist and, uh, moral politic, let's call it that way, that uh, uh, Mom Lenny represents, right? So, sabi ko nga, pwede sila mag-Wonder Woman plus, ano, yung Viking na, ano, na Thor na babae, diba? So, so yun lang, I hope people don't get me wrong. Say, ito yung post natin, diba? The shield and the sword, diba? Dapat mag-combo sila. Kasi nag-combo din yung kabila, eh. Nag-combo sila, eh. Yung parang sa Dragon Ball Z, Gogeta, ganun. Diba? Ganun si Vegeta, Vegeta ganun, ganun si Goku, ganun, Gujita, ganun. Nag-combine sila eh. So, dapat yung kabila, mag-combine-combine sila and build things up. Alright? So, I think this is a time for reflection. As I said, a life that has not been properly examined is not a fully lived life. Alright? So, I kind of paraphrase what Plato said. So, in the same way in politics, we have to properly assess ano nangyari under President Duterte and what can we anticipate. And as I, as I said, I'll, I'll be as fair as possible. Right? Again, I could have given a long lecture. Please read all the articles I've written on President Duterte. Mga 1,000 na siguro yan. Right? But in the 30 minutes or so that we had together, I hope I gave you an overview of how I approach this issue. What is my methodological and analytical approach? Oh, ayan na. Wala nang fuego-fuego today. Ha? Wala nang patawa. Wala nang mga good vibes. Seryoso lang tayo. And I appreciate the fact that you guys appreciate also this kind of discussion. Now, today, wala nang... Pasikot-sikot. Straight to the point tayo. Boom. Alright? Good luck sa atin. Bukas, iba ng presidente natin. So, good luck na lang sa atin sa Pilipinas. I wish the best for our country. And as I said, eyes wide open. At the same time, open mind. Hindi masyadong open-minded na parang mga fraternity. Pare, open-minded lang tayo. Uy, ayoko dyan. Huwag ganun ha. Huwag ganun. Pare, open-minded lang tayo dito. Pag narinig ko yan, ayoko na. Pag may na- Alam mo, pag may narinig ko, pare, open-minded tayo dito. Like, uh oh no, no, I'm not open-minded. Alis na ako, di ba? Huwag yung ganun na open-minded. When I say open-minded is what? Na palawakin yung horizons of analysis and imagination and try to learn from different countries, from different sides. Kaya nga sabi ko, parang opposition, for instance, 
Tingin lang tingin kayo sa Amerika, France, hindi naman tayo, anong katulad nila eh. Tingin kayo sa Latin America, sa Colombia, Chile, yung mga katulad natin, baka may matutunan pa kayo. Alright? Maraming salamat ating mga kameta, ating mga ka, ano, ka-fuego. Ito uh, na. So, officially, this will be the last meta under President Duterte. So, kailangan natin mag-reboot for a different administration. Alright? So, ito na. Ito na huling meta natin under President Duterte. God willing, tuloy-tuloy uh, itong meta natin under a new president. So, it, it's been a It's been a journey, guys, uh, breaking down uh, outgoing President Duterte's term, legacy, impact, everything over the past six years or so. And uh, I look forward to, to having this conversation with you guys and continuing our dialogue and learning from you guys. Believe me, I look at your, uh, I look at your comments. Ayan, yan na, nagsisimula na yung mga alaskador, nagtatrash talk na. At yun nga eh. The perm- if the opposition doesn't want to become permanent opposition, they have to also up their game, up their analysis, up their meta. Magme-meta dapat sila. Alright? Yun lang. Okay? So, thank you very much, guys, for being there. Thank you for supporting us. Believe me, alam ko yung iba tingin sa akin, mayabang, ganito. Pero ano lang, ano ka lang yun, pang alaskador ko lang yan sa mga trolls na iba. Para lang hindi nila tingin na. Hindi kasi hindi ako magpakabait lang na, hey, hindi ako ganun. Uh, asaran tayo, sige, let's go. Tignan natin. Tignan natin sino mas alaskador sa atin dalawa. Okay? Huwag niyo akong subukan. Alright? Pag nag-roar ako, huwag, ano na, ayan na tayo eh. But, we're serious at the end of the day. We want to have a proper conversation here. And believe me, I, you know, I didn't expect this kind of support that we're, gonna, we're getting all around the world. Maraming salamat. I appreciate everything, every star, every comment, every like, every heart. Every, if, sige, even, if, even, even yung mga troll na alam ko, deep inside, mahal nila ako. Alam mo yung mga parang hater fan, mga ganon. Or fan hater, mga ganon. Di ba yung mga, yung mga secret fan? Mga, sige na nga, sige na nga. Thank you na rin sa inyo. Thank you sa inyo lahat. Alam ko rin, marami nakikinig sa atin ng mga people in the business sector, people in the government, nakikinig sa atin. Alam ko yan, alam ko yan. Marami nga nagbe-message sa akin. Yung pala biglang congressman nakikinig sa atin, biglang ganito sa kabine. I know, I'm very aware. And believe me, Um, I haven't changed anything. I mean, I'm just being myself, guys. I'm not trying to adjust to anyone because napaka-diverse naman yung audience natin. Meron tayong uh, Gen Z, but not as much perhaps. We have a lot of millennials. We have boomer generation, a little bit of ex- Boomer, marami tayong supporters na boomer and millennial. Gen Z, I'm still working on that. Siguro, kulang pa yung pagkazadi natin or BTS natin, so we'll work on that. Pero... Thank you very much, guys. Thank you very much. I really appreciate uh, this time and these moments we have had together. So this will officially be the final meta we have under President Duterte. And looking forward to our metas and different kinds of conversation under the succeeding administrations. And not to mention everything under the sun. Hindi lang Pilipinas, hindi lang politika natin kasi minsan nakakadismaya, nakakastress. At alam ko naman, yung iba naman na-hurt sila kasi katotohanan yung sinasabi ko na medyo maganda. At ayaw nila marinig yan. So, I will not overdose you with truth bombs, alright? And um, proper analysis. Kasi gusto, alam ko gusto ng iba junk food eh. Gusto niyo mga junk food. Yung mga pananot kayo ng vlogger, tapos pinabastos yung iba, tapos nagbabastusan. Alam ko yun ang gusto ng iba dyan eh. O, doon na lang kayo. Basta dito, fuego tayo. Fuego, zadi, analysis. Alright? Seryoso. Okay? Any questions, guys? Thank you. Magta-thank you na tayo. Ito na, zadi na, see? Zadi na talaga. Ano natin, ano, mabasa. 
Thank you, John. Ito si Nixon Corpus. Tumantawa talaga sa mga Duterte Ligas natin. Pero boy libre pa rin. Hindi pa rin nag-kape sa coffee shop. Thank you kay Mitch. Uh, thank you kay Mitch. Oh, may TikTok naman ako eh. <laughs> Doon na ako nag-reach out sa Gen Z. Ayan. Thank you kay Esme Apale. Is that correct? Or Apale? Thank you very much for your support. Thank you very much. Thank you kay Josephine Suarez. Ayan. Ayan yan. At, uh, reliable din natin yan. Nawala natin si Josephine ng isang araw, ha? Hindi siya team live. Ayan. Mga taka-team live. Thank you kay Maria Esmeralda. Thank you, John. Kay Mitch. Again, I, I, si Mitch pala. Thank you kay Angeline. Eugene. Leopoldo. Ayan. Ayan. Sabi niya, I like this intelligent animal prof. Talaga animal talaga, no? It's a pleasure listening to you, prof. My pleasure, my pleasure to thank you very much. Just call me Richard. All right. Mga title, title. Uh, thank you kay Ja Brillantes. Yeah. Praying for good governance. Uh, thank you, John. Kay Alan uh, De Dios. Thank you very much. Thank you kay Mirth Nepomuceno. Thank you kay Enelra Tushakor. Thank you kay Manolo Gatbunton. Ayan, Solig naman kay Enelra Tushakor. Joining us, joining us from Ankara or saan ba? Okay, Matt Logronio, thank you very much, sir, for joining us. Thank you, kay Jocelyn, again, kay Cherosal, isa pa yan. Ito si Cherosal, very active member din natin yan. Kameta na. Siguro pag meron tayong organization, si Cherosal ang magiging treasury secretary natin. Ayan tayo. Nancy, oh yeah, ayan nag-alas ka doon naman ako. Thank you, kay. Ayan. Ay, wala na. Thank you. Ay, na. Thank you naman kay Ria Cruz. Oh, I believe the opposition is frustrated and the same narrative isn't working as expected. Oh, kaya nga kailangan ng reboot talaga yung opposition. Diba? Thank you kay Alma. Figueredo. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you kay Eugene. Ayan. Thank you kay Moises. Baron the third. Wow, talagang ano natin. Ah. Rom, Rom, Romnik. Noay. Thank you very much, sir. Thank you kay Josie Jubelag. Thank you very much. Very kind of you. Thank you kay... Uh, yeah, bonfire of institutions. Yeah, that's a term that actually Randy David used once, and then via a colleague who recited it, um, uh, Doctor Nicole Corato. Uh, it, it did stick with me. Yeah, it's I think it's very true, uh, and expressive of what's happened in our countries. Okay, Michael Tew, thank you very much for your support. It's very kind of you. Um, <clears throat> thank you, Kai Cyril Sayo, Cyril Sayo. Ayan. Ayan, alam mo nga ang pinapanat ko ngayon, pang ano, ano, yung pinky, ano yung pinky blinders yan, medyo interesting yan. Na ano, tsaka yung forma na gangster, yeah. Bong, Panyales, yan. Thank you very much kay Lisuk, kay James Manlangit, kay Mel Rowell, Kabangon, you know. Yan, supporter din natin, kay Jen Aquino, thank you very much for your support. Kay Eugene, ayan, si Eugene ulit ha, talagang mabait yan. Rosie Penas, thank you very much po. <clears throat> Kay Ivy Garcia, thank you for your support. <clears throat> thank you, thank you sa inyo. Ayan, ayan, thank you kay mga friends natin from California, from Toronto. Talagang para tayong radio station dito para pwede tayo, alam mo, yung style niya na yun, si Percy Lapid ba yun? Yung parang radio lang siya, tapos parang video lang niya. Pwede rin, ha? Ayan, thank you kay Maria Esmeralda. Pwede ba? Tama yung sinabi ni Mark Gamboa, eh. I mean, you can be creative about this. Hindi mo naman kailangan mag-vlogger-vlogger mode na trashy vlogger, ganun. 
to get attention. Senan, Makalala, thank you very much for your support. Shout out Jan kay Lolas, to family and loved ones around the world, to my cousin in España, in Australia, around the world. Yan. Barabara. Pagtawanan yung barabara ko. Alright? Ayan tayo. Kay Robin Juan, thank you very much for your support. Jen Aquino. Ayan. Yung support ni Jing Santos. Dante Movilia. Thank you po. Ayan. Thank you, thank you naman, John. Thank you naman, John. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, John. Alright, dito tayo sa latest. Ayan. Thank you, Kai. Ayan. Si Mitch, mabait talaga yan. Si Dian Liasos. Ayan. Okay. Ang dal-dal ko pala, ang dami ko palang nasabi, ang dami palang comments. Like 1,000 na yate. Ang dami comments pala. Ayan. Ayan na si Nixon. Oh, critic lang ha. Ano? Ano na Nixon? Bili ka ng kape? <laughs> ano na? Kakape ka na or yung dami comments? Ang dami mong kuda. daming hanash. Thank you kay Lani and Rick. Ito yung talaga mga daming hanash. Pero yung pala, ano? Boy Tambay. <laughs> ja... Uh, Brilliantes, thank you very much for your support though. Ayan na, kay Johan Salas Dewi Elma Jello 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 Ayan na, si Jello Jello supportive din sa atin Ayan, Kay Joy Robles Thank you po Ayan, talaga mga Mahal niyo talaga ako no I can feel it I can feel it guys Okay, salamat guys Back to work, bukas maaga tayo Kasi cover na natin ang Inauguration. So I'll have to cover inauguration for different channels, TV channels, radio, and international media. So please, banganyan. Thank you so, so much for that. So we are officially going to close our final meta under PRRD. Alright? Marami salamat sa inyo. Kahit sinong sinoportaan nyo or kahit sinong sinoportaan nyo. Thank you so much sa inyong suporta for me and this meta and to Picasso. Don't worry, I will. Nag-iipon na kami ni Picasso para mabili natin yung bagong damit niya. Alright? Thank you so much. God bless. Maraming salamat. Really appreciated.